local tyre power. Montaigne Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Three minutes past seven. Thanks to Montaigne Kia for family cars at Port Adelaide. Good morning to you. We've had a big hour already, Mark Bickley. We've given away... $100 Archie's footwear voucher. We've given away a night stay at the Hotel Grand Chancellor. Plenty more prizes. Quick Bix still to come. Luke Ball, Adrian Fletcher, our number one 736 Matt in North Adelaide, good morning. Yeah, morning, boys. How are you going? Yeah, well, thanks, Matt. Look out your window. Oh, there he is. <laughs> I just got a few minutes to kill before I'm catching the bus. Um, the reason I'm actually Matt, calling... Matt, you could actually walk into Studio Lumo and ask what you're asking right now because you are outside. This is amazing. Go for it. What do you got? Um, so I haven't heard all week. I've listened to Victorian SCN. Um, do you remember on Friday night when the boundary umpire didn't call the ball out on the members' wing at the MCG and the field umpire came over and just caught up a ball, in, mm. a ball up because he assumed it went out or... The boundary umpires didn't call the whistle. That's the most amateur umpiring I've seen in a long time. I haven't heard it brought up all week. Do you remember that? Yeah, look, it was just this assumption. The ball bounced and it was sort of halfway over the line and then everyone stopped. And because everyone stopped because they thought it was out of bounds, the field umpire blew his whistle and and stopped the game and said, okay, throw it in. But the boundary umpire said, well, it didn't go out. So then it was forced, the field umpire was forced to actually throw the ball up. So it was... Um, I guess it was a little bit of the fault of the players as well because they just assumed that it had gone out. The boundary umpire did his job by not blowing the whistle, but thankfully it wasn't at the very end of the game. It was sort of in the middle and didn't impact it, I don't think. So, yeah, anyway. I'm just blown away by what's happening in the moment. So Matt is just outside Studio <laughs> Lumo. Jace, can you give him a bottle of the Cobram Estate olive oil or something to take with him? Hey, Matt, you can have some olive oil. I don't know Here's what you're going to do with it, but just have it all right. <laughs> That is all yours. Um, thank you very much for calling. <laughs> they are taking care of our grand final day coverage. Um, premium extra virgin olive oil and OMF big, big spring sale is now on. All right, Bix, let's get down to business with our daily let's agenda. I had an early bed last night before I uh, put my head on the pillow. I jumped on social media and saw outrage over Callum Mills. What can you tell us about what happened? Yeah, well, look, reports are that uh, on their celebrations – uh, on whatever they do on Monday or Tuesday when they just let their hair down a little bit after a big long season, that Callum Mills was reportedly having a bit of fun, having a bit of a scuffle, you know, messing around, skylarking as young men often do, and he injured his shoulder. And uh, he's actually gone in, so it must have happened early in the week because he's gone in, he's had surgery on it last night. The club have put a statement out that said, yes, they're disappointed that their club captain is, uh, you know, injured himself in the off-season. It's not ideal. But they sort of scoffed at reports that he won't be ready for round one. They said the the uh, operation was successful. The recovery period is, you know, he's recovering well. So they haven't ruled him out for the start of the year. But I'm not sure, you know, what we can do about this in terms of nobody intends to get injured. Nobody sets out to to uh, injure themselves. And, and young men are young men and they're going to mess around a little bit. But... I'm not sure we can be outraged over it. I'm not sure too many people are outraged over it. I just think that yeah, this is just one of these unfortunate things that happen um, when you're a young bloke and you live life. This is the thing that I was a bit confused with. The reporting last night, so I'll read out one of the tweets, okay? So this is from one of the journos in, in Melbourne who was the first to break this news. This yep. is Mitch Cleary. Sydney co-captain Callum Mills has undergone shoulder surgery after wrestling with a teammate at Mad Monday celebrations. 
He's now in doubt for round one next year. Mm. So it's the 27th of September today. If he's had shoulder surgery, is that likely going to keep him out until March 2024? Well, if it's a full shoulder reconstruction, that's probably, so let's call it October, October, November, December. No, I wouldn't have thought so. Absolutely. So instantly, the style of how that is reported makes people go, well, it must be a really troubling shoulder injury. And then the outrage sets in. And I understand how the media works and all that kind of stuff, right? But um, I know that uh, our very own Kane Corns, for example, has issues uh, with players doing things outside of the football world. Mm. But what are you going to do? Because if you removed from at Mad Monday celebrations from that tweet, Sydney co-captain Callum Mills has undergone shoulder surgery after wrestling with a teammate. Mm. No problem just an unfortunate injury. But as soon as it says Mad Monday, like they have to be able to live their lives as well. Does that mean we have to restrict them? We have this argument every year. Yeah. Do we have to restrict them from getting in a car? You know, Jason, our producer, I said this morning, to avoid a kangaroo on the road. Mm. Like how protected do they need to be where we can't let them live their lives? Well, and that's it. People, people don't set out to do this stuff. And is it ideal? No, it's not. Is Callum Mills professional? You know, as a general rule, I would think yes. And but once again, if you go out to – this is the trouble. The cohort that that are AFL players, which is between 18 and 30, they're young men. And the very thing that makes them elite sports people is, is this ultra-competitiveness and this sort of, uh, you know, risk-taking mentality and, and having a crack. And all these things mean that at different stages in their – you know, away from footy, they're still, gonna, they're still the same personalities. And these things happen in – our society all the time. Go to a pub and you'll see blokes messing around. Go anywhere. I was at the Sandful. There would have been 20 footy trips from country Victoria, country New South Wales, with guys wearing singlets and having a great time. And I bet you there was 100 scuffles that happened, you know, messing around over the weekend. It's just what sometimes young men do. And they're unforeseen and there's not a lot you can do about it. Just get on with it. So let's go through the checklist, Mark Bickley, of things that you can and can't do as a footballer in the off season. <laughs> so fishing, you're allowed to go fishing? Well, this is the interesting. You would say yes, but rock fishing is the most dangerous sport in the world. I'm just saying on a boat. On right? a boat. Gonna, yeah. yeah, you can do that. What if you, the hook accidentally gets you or you get <laughs> bitten by one of the fish when you're trying to get it off the line? Can you go rollerblading? Well, not if you've got any sort of sense of pride. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> can you high-five a teammate if you've got a history of bad shoulders? <laughs> yeah, no, look... I understand where you're going with all this and we're, we're on the same page. Yeah. And I think 90% of the population are. I would say 99. Um, what do you think? one three hundred seven three six seven three six. What we are going to do in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA, is come back and I want to get an insight into preparation yes. for AFL Grand Final Day from your perspective mm. because it's now Wednesday leading into a Saturday Grand Final. So just get your thinking. Can, can I... Can I just tease a little bit? I had something happen on the Friday of grand final week, you know, the day before the game that I had, that I felt almost sick. I made a mistake and I did something. And uh, it wasn't like what you did in 93, was no, it? No, the no. flatulence problem no, no, no. that ruined I thought the... <laughs> I thought I was going to absolutely cop it. I'll tell you about that after the break. I actually told my uncle and um, his friend on Friday night, because they were talking about you. They said you were funny on the Sunday footy show. And they're like, 
geez, two-time premiership captain. What happened in 93? And I'm like, well, I've got a story for you. Let me tell you about Mark Bickley and his wind problem that cost the Crows. So that was a good story. And, of course, I didn't put any kind of mayo on there. There were people vomiting. They had to get cleaners in. If you thought COVID was bad, getting cleaners in afterwards. So we'll do that next. It's 11 minutes past seven. Um, We also have this amazing opportunity for you to head across to American Footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Thanks to Beaumont Tiles, too. Uh, You can shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12, and you're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. If you've got any questions for Bix about his preparation for Grand Final Day 2 yesterday, it was the on this day of the... Crows winning the 98 flag. Let us know. Our text line 0427 154